Welcome to the 119th edition of Make Pro Wrestling with Jessica again. I am Tiger Height. And I am Tina Gallery. And as of today, we're going to be all caught up with our pay-per-views. But first, let's talk about my soapbox. Let's talk about Raw. There was a hit or miss, depending on the company that you were in overall. It was a 1.704 million next to a 1.677 and a 0.52 demo instead of a 0.51. Expect these numbers to have a significant drop over the next couple of months mm -hmm. because the NFL started up, I think, last Thursday or something like that. Yeah. So, so this Monday's numbers might be a little bit lower. If, or the numbers at least for the foreseeable future right. um, up until the Super Bowl. But Raw was actually pretty good, obviously. Gunther and Chad Gable had a great match for the Intercontinental Champion. The thing is, is that they had Chad Gable's family there to watch the match itself. But if he was going to lose, why not wait for that till you are, you know, because Chad Gable's the guy. He has to be the guy to beat Gunther at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, why would you have not have waited for that or have some sort of shenanigans or something else? They, it could have been booked a lot better personally because Chad Gable did lose clean. Mm -hmm. Now, how are you going to bounce back from losing clean to Gunther like that? It should have had some sort of shenanigan right. to really hit home. Now, they could follow up saying, you made my kids cry. Now I'm really, really motivated to do it. They could do that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think the structure, because that would have been on the premise that the kids would or would not have cried. And that's right. a factor that you don't necessarily have control over. So... I mean, unless the kid was slapped in the face by Gunther, but they would probably be then. Uh, Miss TV segment. People said that this was the most entertaining thing on their show. I have no idea what the hell you people are talking about. The Miz attacked an invisible John Cena. Like, <laughs> how is that entertaining? There's, po there's potential with it. If the, if the Miz is, like, coming unhinged where maybe his suit's looking a little, you know, not as nice, clean cut, and he's doing, like, a conspiracy thing like R-Truth did... Maybe I could see that, ironically. But he just looked normal and did that. I'm like, that's a crazy thing from a guy who doesn't look crazy. It, does, it didn't make sense. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Chelsea Green was a squash and a waste of time. Seth Rollins and Shinsuke are going to continue their feud. I do like the Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle, and New Day thing. Drew McIntyre accidentally injured Xavier Woods with the throwing of the chair. Uh, Kofi Kingston screwed McIntyre and Riddle from the Viking Raiders match in a notice qualification, which was actually a good match overall. Uh, there is just a couple of things here that I'm really liking and some things I think can use some wake. Let's talk about NXT because there was the controversy regarding how safe Braun Breaker is as it relates to this. He's fine, people. We all need to calm down. It looked really bad and obviously there was blood, but Von Wagner does not have a concussion. It was a scrape. Von Wagner's head was on the first step, mm. and Braun Breaker hit the top of the steps. So anything after that would have been a glancing blow. A lot of the impact was already taken. Right. I haven't heard anything, but other the only thing that I've heard as of right now is that Von Wagner is A, alive, and B, no concussion. So. Right. But the no disqualification match was good. I really did like this match, and the ending really worked 
for me personally. I think Von Wagner being a babyface is crazy on how over he is. They did what got him over, which he put Braun Breaker through the table. Yep. They went through the wall. And then obviously Breaker ending the match in this fashion was the perfect way to do this yep. as well. Uh, Dea Hale being a heel is... I'm, I'm starting to get used to it, but it's almost like she almost doesn't want to be a heel. But why would she take orders from JC Jane? JC Jane has not won anything. Might as well it be Tiffany Stratton, like a champion, somebody that you could look up to instead of this resident bad girl who has lost. Like, I, I don't get it. it. Dea Hale was doing fine. She was going for titles. Now she's playing around with Gigi Dolan. Like, <laughs> come on. Dabakato and... Tyler Bate was whatever. Ilya Dragunov and Oro Mensa was pretty good. And obviously, the NXT Women's Championship match was the opener. And Becky Lynch is coming to NXT in a couple of days to face Tiffany Stratton for the belt. They're probably going to do shenanigans, but I'm still not a big fan of it. Uh, I mean, obviously, they want the ratings bump because they were at 673,000 next to 614. And it was a 0 .18 demo instead of a 0.16. They were up, but not as up as maybe they could have been overall. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I do like the Global Heritage Invitational. It has They have been pretty damn good matches, but I wish they would have had it more of the style of the Heritage Cup to maybe emphasize that's, the, that's what this cup is mm -hmm. about. Uh, that probably would have worked better. Let's talk about this absolute, absolute waste of a dynamite. Good Lord. They increased dynamite's ratings was 887 next to 871 with a 0.31 demo instead of a 0.3 this was right after all out mm -hmm. and just like they did with um uh, all in where they only gained a thousand people this is bad mm -hmm. people i don't think you realize this they always get a bump in ratings after pay-per-views mm -hmm. wwe gets it impact wrestling gets it any company that has it got it because that's a conclusion of stories. So they usually, usually start new stories here, but they didn't hear. The main event of this show, the inter international champion was the curtain jerker match. The curtain jerker match. So we had that match. We had a TBS championship match. Both were bad. Both were a waste of time. Uh... Ozzy Open finally wins, but the sex gods are splitting up, basically, so I don't care. Uh, Darby Allen and Nick Wayne were the main event. I have no idea what people are getting at with Nick Wayne. I mean, he's not that good. Like, he's really not. Right. And then Darby Allen, he's just a, he's just a human... He is a, he is, he's a human test dummy. He is committed to being in a wheelchair by yes. the age of 30. Like, he is committed he to is. it. And Tony Khan's just going to let him go with it. Yep. That's why you guys are losing ratings, because no novice fan wants to see a 26-year-old dumbass do this shit. Right. We don't. God. Um, MJF promo was fine. Uh, him and Samoa Joe had a good back and forth. I'll give it that. And I think they're really starting to do that for Grand Slam, which I'm 100% for. Uh, really, anything else was just a whatever sandwich. Uh, Roger Strong is being pushed, and I am all for that too, but the neck brace thing is a annoying thing. It's a pain in my neck. So, let's talk about Impact. I couldn't get ratings for this week's Impact, but I got them for last week. Uh, they had 99K with a .01. Not too bad for Impact. Uh, they kind of hover around 90 to 100K. Mm -hmm. They kind of hop up and down, but given the announcement that they're going to be doing a huge production upgrade... 
uh, might bring in some more viewers because the mm -hmm. NWA got a significant bump when they got the new studio set up. Yeah. So I'm quite happy with all of that. Uh, the contract signing between Trinity and Alicia Edwards. I'm starting to get Alicia a little bit. I mean, mm -hmm. she's not. She's still not the best promo, but I'm starting to get the character. Eddie, Eddie Edwards is really helping out in that oh, department. Oh, he definitely is. Absolutely. Um, him putting Trinity through the table, that was a bit of a risky move from Impact to do a man-on-woman violence like mm -hmm. that. Uh, I mean, you couldn't have had a safer worker to do that, and Trinity knows how to do it. But that's what they got in trouble for originally, mm -hmm. was putting Dixie Carter through a table. And then they did it again here, so maybe it'll work. Yeah, who knows? Um, Joya, the tag team of Joe Hendry and Yuya Uramura sucks. It is a waste. They are there doing, I am not kidding you, synchronized dancing during their entrance. It is not, it's awkward, but it's not like so awkward it's cool. It's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Just do the music videos. That's Joe Hendry. Do the music videos and maybe incorporate like a Japanese flair with it. I think that would be really cool. Mm. Or maybe have some poppy whatever. I think that would be really cool. But other than that, it's just so lame. Uh, Bully Ray and Steve Macklin took on Josh Alexander and PCO. Uh, obviously, this was the setup for two different matches for uh, a Victory Road. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a fine match. I, a lot of these were just kind of there. They were fine. Uh, there wasn't really other than that. Uh, you know, Deion Perrazzo and Danny Luna had a fine opener. But once again, you know, even though the knockouts is pretty much the best women's division on mainstream television. I mean, let's just be honest. It's, it's kind of hit or miss recently. Mm -hmm. And... You know, uh, I'll, I'll kind of get used to it, but I feel like they would benefit better with a women's secondary champion and get rid of the knockout stack. I'm, right. That's just me. But I think I think more of a workhorse singles women's champion gives more of an opportunity for creative ideas mm -hmm. than these women's tags because you're just kind of throwing people together, and it's just like hmm, some hit, some miss. Get it? Right. But yeah, that was, that was kind of impact. It was there. SmackDown. Okay. So, SmackDown's last week's rating, I think this was a Bray Wyatt. No, the Bray Wyatt was a week before. Or was that last week? I don't remember. Um, so, they got two, uh, 2.443 million in a .65 demo. That sounds like the Bray Wyatt episode. Yeah, probably. The Bray Wyatt, Terry Funk episode, excuse me. And then they went to this. Because there are a lot of these wrestlers that are in India, they had, I am not kidding you, four in-ring segments. Huh. Four matches. That was it. 100% wow. that was it. There was nothing here that was necessarily bad, but it was uninspired. The one thing that I'm going to have an absolute fit about is why did, why did Jimmy Uso lose clean in the middle of the ring? This new heel that they're trying to experiment as a single star lost again. Who knows? Jay Uso one matches. Mm -hmm. He looked like a credible contender for the undisputed champion. And now Jimmy here losing and mm -hmm. not only losing, but wanting to go back to the bloodline for what ass reason mm -hmm. would he have any sort of rapport with Roman Reigns after he was the one who initiated the Usos leaving the bloodline? Who knows? How does that make sense to anybody with a cognitive brain? 
Oh, I'm sure there's some long-term storytelling. Ugh. The, 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 the him going back to the bloodline is one thing. If they want to do that, great. But have Jimmy win. He needs credibility as a singles. And how do you build credibility in professional wrestling? You win matches. Mm -hmm. You establish that you are better than the opponents that they put in front of you. And no matter who it is, you beat them. Roman Reigns is an unstoppable monster. Why? He wins. He's lost one match in years. And yet, they're, they're, he's losing. It's like, God, he looks like a dork. He looks like a dweeb. Jesus Christ. But, I mean, the match was good, though, at the very least. Uh, Judgment Day took on Brawling Brutes. I like the match, but I still don't like champions as non-title matches. LA Knight and Austin Theory was good, and then the women's tag was there. Uh, there was some mistiming, but I'm not going to fault it directly because they are pushing Shotzi. Mm -hmm. uh, they are giving her wins. Uh, I like the short-haired Shotzi, but stop with the spiky things. It looks weird. You look like a hedgehog instead of like a badass. <sighs> anyway, let's go into Collision. Last week. Fun stuff. So, before we get into my diatribe here, um, the collision did feel somewhat different. Uh, I think Brian Danielson is the one leading the charge as it relates to creative here uh, because CM Punk had a little more pull as it relates to collision. Uh, but Brian Danielson is on borrow time. He did say that uh, before his first daughter's birthday, I think that her name was Birdie, uh, her seventh birthday, he was going to retire. She is six. She was born in May. So we have now till May before Brian Danielson retires. Right. Does he have to do anything? No. But what I think they want to do is put him in the marquee because Brian Danielson is still a marquee wrestler. Mm -hmm. um, he's going to be at Wrestle Dream with Zack Sabre Jr. That's a good suggestion. Um, I want him to have at least one Wrestle Kingdom match. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. If they manage to do this, it's a, it's a shot in the freaking dark, but it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. I want one more Brian Danielson WrestleMania match. Yeah. It, it's, it would be the biggest shot in the dark. Yep. But we've seen it before. Yeah, we have. So, it can happen. So, I mean, I think it would benefit everybody. Mm -hmm. And where Brian Danielson really got his biggest moment in his entire career. Yep. I think one more marquee WrestleMania match for Brian Danielson. Right. Doesn't have to be a title match. Just make it a match. I don't want it to be a title match. I want it to be just him versus somebody. Right. Who? Maybe Gunther. Right. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, but I think that would be a great thing for him. I think he would be, I think because Slammiversary is in August, he wouldn't be able to do Slammiversary. No, but he could do Bound for Glory. He can do Bound for Glory, and they do have a working relationship together, so that's not No, they don't. Oh, really? Nah. No, Impact, Impact and AEW haven't worked together in years. I, I mean, Brian Danielson can really go anywhere or do yeah. anything. So it wouldn't be, you know, him versus Josh Alexander would not be a bad idea. Right. Like, at all. So, uh, but that was kind of my diatribe there. He did make that announcement during this show, and I think people are going to get more curious about um, Collision. But this is where we are last week. 345,000 people in a .11 demo. That is Rampage numbers. This is not Dynamite 2.0. Dynamite right. is Dynamite. And even then, it's struggling. Uh, Samoa Joe is basically killing everybody on this show, and I think he is the best thing on this show. Mm -hmm. um, he had a very he had a good match with Penta El Cerro Mierdo, and it is a Grand Slam Eliminator tournament. 
Uh, he will be facing Roderick Strong next week on Dynamite in the finals. Mm-hmm. Once again, Roderick Strong beating, oh God, who was it? It was Darby Allen. He beat Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. So once again, Roderick Strong being pushed 100% for that. And uh, that's great. I mean, there was not really too much else to say. John Moxley and Chris Satlander defended the champions again. This is the third title defense of John Moxley. Well, the second, not counting the actual win at All Out. And then Chris Satlander's second. These titles are worthless now because of these open challenges. Do not do this. Why do, why do companies think if these title matches happen, it's going to be more valuable? It's not. The less you defend these champions, the more valuable they become. God. Other than that, there wasn't really a whole lot else to say about Collision, but that's really my soapbox for a lot of different things. A little bit longer than I thought, but Peanut Gallery, what are yeah, we talking about? Yeah, a little about? bit longer. What are we talking about next? We're going to talk about what AEW should do with Jack Perry. All right. So we are back, Peanut Gallery. I'm going to let you take it away. Yeah, what should AEW do with uh, Jack Perry now? Fire him. That's I think that's kind of the... Uh, the whole spiel there. I think that, um, you know, with with everything that has come out, I think so what, Jack what, Perry what was other... the one that initiated the fight. No, CM Punk was the one who put hands on Perry first. But but Jack Perry was the one who made the comment. I don't care about the comment. That's why he's only suspended and not fired. You can say I, I touched on this. You can say something, but as soon as you put hands on somebody. That's when it becomes a dangerous right. environment. But, but we're not talking about CM Punk anymore. We've talked extensively about CM Punk's issues. Let's talk about Jack Perry. And you suggested that he should be fired. Now, why why do you suggest he should be fired? So I think the perception of Jack Perry is going to be radically different. And I don't want them to fire him because he deserves it. I want them to fire him for his own good. Because I think him being suspended indefinitely does nothing. Mm-hmm. Is he still getting paid? If he's still getting paid, then he's going to learn nothing. He's, he's a kid. Right. Um, do what WWE did with some of these other talents. Fire them and then maybe rehire them when things start cooling down a little bit. Because Jack Perry is going to be hot fire right now. Right. Did he do it with anybody else? Do you, have you read into more of the situation? I, I, anything, I, anything else with Jack Perry? No, I, I have not. No, I have not. So um, really, really, this was a one-off. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people that are calling for Jack Perry to be fired. Yeah. Um, my views are I think they will. Yeah, I think that they will eventually as well. Um, but I think it really just depends on how fast things die down with the CM Punk situation. And I also don't think that if Jack Perry gets fired, I don't know if it's going to be a Tony Khan AEW decision or if nope. it's going to it's be not. or oh, if it's, it's not. going to be a Warner Brothers Discovery decision. Yeah, because keep in mind, Warner Brothers Discovery has a lot of pull in this, and mm-hmm. I am sure that they even made the call because the chief uh, legal officer for the Jaguars and for AEW was very heavily involved within the firing of CM Punk. Right. And I don't know how much input Warner Brothers Discovery had on that decision, but I'm sure that they are not happy with said decision being I, made. I couldn't imagine them being um, very happy about it. Especially because of the uh, of 
like the existence of Collision was because of CM Punk. Literally. Warner Brothers Discovery wanted CM Punk back on television. And now that that marquee person is gone, I think that Warner Brothers Discovery is going to have a major decision to play when it comes to Jack Perry. Yeah, and not only that, but what about the future of Collision as a whole? Now, I think they are having a special Friday version of Collision next week. I could be wrong about the date, but they are having it on Friday. I think that they're testing the waters to see if Collision would do better on another night. Um, also, as we know, Ace Steel was also fired by AEW this week as well. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the CM Punk situation. I think that CM Punk and anyone associated with him in, in some form or another is going to see that firing happen. Yep. Uh, now with Andrade El Idolo putting out that tweet thanking CM Punk, what about FTR? Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know that talent like that are going to necessarily be fired. I, I think. I think they're going to be very heavily taken off of television. I, yeah, I think. I think that they're going to take a hit by being taken off the of TV, which is unfortunate because FTR. That's, that's so. That is so petty. FTR right. are the literal tag team champions, and they're defending them next week. And I don't know what their future prospects look like for holding on to said tag team champions. <laughs> I know I know they signed a long-term extension with the company, so mm. I think they will be there, but they will not have the prominent position as they had in the past. I just, no. They're, they're, they're going to take a back seat, I think, especially... Especially with I think Tony Khan is that petty. I think I think especially with the elite still having a little bit of a pull as well. Yeah. Um. You know, and obviously we do have talk about the elite because the elite are still very heavily involved in decisions like this. I have never seen executive vice presidents act more childish, ever. Like they put out a um. I'm not sure if you saw the clips of being the elite, but they were they had a Pepsi. And oh, yeah, yeah. Kenny Omega drinks like, oh, this is like gasoline. And then they show like all these Coke products. And I'm sitting here, they're doing laps around and doing this celebration. I'm like, I have never seen such absolute childish behavior from executives you, of literally any company. Makes you makes you wonder if uh, if CM Punk had a point. <laughs> he did have a point. I I am still firmly established 100% that CM Punk was right about the higher ups. Tony Khan is a coward. He is immature, mm-hmm. and it's clear that he is. Right. Look at his look at his actions on social media. It's not good. Right. The the elite video. It's childish. Well, it's, because they're they're given pretty much free reign to do whatever they want. Yeah, they could literally they could kick a bag of puppies, and people would actually say that the puppies deserved it. Right. It's it's so bad, and it's such it's such a to- that's still toxic. Right. I, I don't think that this situation is going to die down anytime soon. No. I think that if, if they're going to continue I, to I, act I, like this, it's only going to go up. It's only I, I, think, I think that the, the – I don't think CM Punk himself wanted the locker room division to happen. But because there isn't a strong presence backstage – that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, there is no definitive. There's no. There's no leader. hierarchy. There's right. there's no one leading the charge. The fact that WWE is thinking about they even put the thought in the head. There are there are some people within WWE to bring CM Punk back. 
if they are that confident in bringing him back, that means that they already have a structure in place. Or that with the knowledge of CM Punk coming in, he has to know his place within the WWE. But it's not only that, but it's locker room culture. Right. And people are like, oh, well, they don't have the hierarchy. They do have the hierarchy. There are. There is a hierarchy still within within wrestling promotions of locker room leaders that is still a thing that exists yeah there i mean that is it seth rollins is shown as a locker room leader there and then if right. brock lesnar comes in he is that power and right. it's like he, he's i've heard nothing but good things about brock lesnar and then um, on the smackdown side you have roman reigns who is very clearly the leader of the locker room. Exactly. Then you have also AJ Styles, who right. might be there because he's there more on a permanent basis. Or Paul Heyman. There is a there are people who keep certain things in line to where if problems do happen, there is a mediator. Right. There's no mediator within AW. Tony Khan's not a mediator. He it's can't clear. mediate shit. Look I mean, look at it. WWE has been around for so long and I can I can probably say uh, Booker T and Batista's fight at the SummerSlam commercial. Um, there was the – it wasn't even like a full confrontation with CM Punk, Mr. McMahon, and Triple H. That didn't happen. Really, the only stuff that I can think of for backstage locker room fights were in the 90s, but that was such a different culture. Right. AEW's been around for four years, and I can name Eddie Kingston, Sammy Guevara, Eddie Kingston, Claudio Castagnoli, CM Punk and the Elite, CM Punk and Jack Perry. And those are just the ones that I can name off the top of my right. head. Give me five minutes to do research. I could probably find ten, ten different. Oh, Sammy Guevara and Andrade El Idolo, they got into a fight. Yeah. There's no leadership. Right. There's no structure in place for anybody there. Right. And I think that with this one... Um, you know, with, with obviously with CM Punk being fired, that was a good first step to take because obviously you cannot handle CM Punk. Um, he's, he's just a hard character to handle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a good first step to kind of get the problem out of the way. But now you run into this problem of all these different characters have... Doing, do, they can do whatever they want. They right. can make they're, stupid they're, little vlogs that look, make them look petty and dumb. But... but Let's 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 get I'm away sorry. from the elite for a minute. I'm sorry, that, that whole thing is really upset. I know. Well, let's get away from the elite for a minute and talk about the other characters who were involved. Obviously, A. Steel being fired—that was another good step because he he could, he, been, he could have been the eyes and ears of Punk while he exactly. was away. Um, and obviously, A. Steel and CM Punk have a very long history. And A. Steel can stir that pot continuously exactly. and make and bring because, the company rotted right, because, out. Because now A. Steel knows kind of what the drama is. Mm-hmm. With Jack Perry, you know, the jury is up whether or not he should be fired. I, I don't think he should be fired, but I don't know how long this problem is going to persist. And I don't know what it's going to take for the problem to go away. Yeah. And that's pretty much all I'm going to say about it, is we are at an impasse at Jack, this point. Jack Perry, Jack Perry has to be off of television until the whole situation dies down. But will the whole situation die down? I don't know that. I do not believe so. I do not believe that this situation will die down like the elite, like Tony Khan, right. like AEW want. They, they, it, just, it just won't. No, it won't. And 
So I guess we'll see what happens in the future. But I want to put that thought into people's head. It's like, how long do you think this situation is going to last? Exactly. Leave a comment. I, I, I'm curious on knowing what other people's perspectives are on this. Yeah. So, Anyways, when we come back, we're going to cover all outs. So we are back. Let's talk about all out. Uh, a show that exceeded my expectations. Yes, the wrestling, the wrestling quality was good. Um, the build was awful. The build was awful. I'm going to give, I'm going to give it a full thumbs up. Yeah. I liked it a lot more than I hated, and uh, the main event was fine. So let's talk about our first match, which was Better Than You, Bay Bay, taking on Dark Order for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Um, it was a fun match, but they won this opportunity for a pay-per-view that Friday. Yeah. It, it was two days yep. to build something. And once again, these two had a main event match, and also they won the Tag Team Champions the week before. Yep. Literally. But no one seven cares. Days. Hey, there we go. Yeah, and that sucks. If they had some build with this, it would be a lot better. It would be perceived a lot better. Also, John Silver's a little dick. Right. So he's, he's bad on social media, too. That's the other thing. They need like, somebody to handle their freaking social media. Because they are awful at social media. Anyway, uh, it was a double clothesline for um, uh, Better Than You, Bebe, to win. I'll give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs up. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. But once again, it was a curtain jerker, and that is your world heavyweight champion. Samoa Joe and Keith Lee. This one was fine. I thought it was perfectly... Well, then there we go. It was perfectly acceptable. Um, Keith Lee looked like he was wearing um, parts from the uh, uh, Roswell, New Mexico crash. Ah. The, Big silver pants. Yep. It looked like a spaceship. It looked like something from Balloon Boy. Um, God, let me age myself. Uh, so Samoa Joe shoves MJF during his entrance. So I like the little subtle. This is where we're going. Yeah, and if you and, and obviously everyone saw the clip of of uh, Samoa Joe shoving MJF when he was an extra in the WWE. Yep, and Samoa Joe was NXT champion. Yep. So that little callback. And a little callback and then forward progression to where they're going in the future. I'm, I'm happy about that, actually. Yeah, that actually does work really well. And Samoa Joe won. He defended the Ring of Honor World Television Champion. Remember, he has that. Conquita Clutch, fine match. I'll give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs up. Well, then there we have it. Anything else to add? Or nope. was it just kind of there? Yeah. Okay, uh, Darby Allen taking on Luchasaurus for the AEW TNT Champion. It was a fun match. Mm -hmm. I liked it. Uh, Christian is great. I love mm -hmm. Christian and everything that he does. He just he's his 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 promo skills and every you know like his character development with Luchasaurus is getting really good. Oh yeah, it really is. They have they have a very interesting chemistry, mm -hmm. and it's like Christian is this asshole, but he has also this dinosaur, and I'm like him with Jungle Boy. I'm like I don't know how they're gonna redo Luchasaurus, but they 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 did it. Yeah. Luchasaurus seems like a credible monster heel, and I am 100% for it. Uh, Darby Allen continues to try to break his spine in many different ways. <laughs> but there we have it. And it was a fun match. These two have good chemistry. They actually pulled off a good match. I liked it. Uh, there was a post-match attack, and then a bunch of locker room dweebs run them off once again, posing that Luchasaurus is a major credible threat, and I am all for it. So it gets a full thumbs yep. up from me. Uh, this was probably one of the better matches of the show. Ooh, I like this match. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Miro. This I liked yeah. a lot. Oh, absolutely. These two had a good match. Yep. Nice chemistry. Mm -hmm. Well-structured match. 
Um, people were really into it. The crowd really helped this show, by the way. I'm surprised oh, yeah. they didn't. I'm surprised they didn't hijack the show like at all. Right. But yeah, they just went there, enjoyed some wrestling, and fucked off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you couldn't have CM Punk anything. Right. But other than that, I thought the crowd actually gelled with the show pretty well, and they really had to because they were in Chicago right yeah. after CM Punk's firing. Yeah. So, uh, rocking a hard place there. But it was game over for Miro to win, but Powerhouse Hobbs did not look weak in defeat. Uh, CJ Perry has debuted. Yep. I have no idea what they're going to do with her, but her promo skills from Dynamite last week, uh, there is an improvement. So hopefully we will continue on with Miro and CJ Perry in some way, shape, or form. Yep. And she likes some black men, though. Uh, how you're going to do that, right? How you're going to do that, I don't know, but nobody looked weak, so you get a full thumbs up from me. Yep. The right person won, but Powerhouse did not look bad. In fact, it's actually one of his better matches. Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho for the AEW TBS champion. Oh, wait, that's right. This match did exist. So, yeah, uh, Chris Statlander defended the TBS champion three times. There we go. I said twice in my last segment, so I wanted to uh, clarify. Uh, it was fun. I liked it. Uh, mm -hmm. I do I do like uh, the uh, Tony Storm thing where she's like this prima donna old Hollywood bitch yeah. and kind of sort of with the outcast, but actually helped out Chris Statlander. Mm -hmm. And what they did after was that she almost had total amnesia about screwing over her tag team partner. So I'm like, okay. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give it some time to develop because I'm really digging the look and I'm really digging like the crazy. So it really works for me. Also, I dig crazy chicks and I've always thought that Tony Storm was hot. Uh, <laughs> Juice Robinson, please don't hurt me. <laughs> uh, but it was a uh, Sunday night fever for Chris Satlander to retain. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to give an Orange Cassidy thumbs down. Yeah. It could have been a lot better, but yep. once again, they made this match, I think, like right before All In. Yep. Oh, Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks in a strat match. Uh, this gets two thumbs up. This was, this was a very good match. Uh, it had to be brutal. It had oh, to be violent. Uh, and they did this in strides. Uh, this was Ricky Stark's best match by a mile. Well, you're in the ring with Brian Danielson. You're and, not going to have a bad match. And they literally made this match, I think, at um, uh, Collision, literally the day before. Mm -hmm. And somehow they managed to do this. Uh, in Ricky Stark's, what I loved most of all was that Ricky Stark's passed out. He did not tap. Right. They kept him strong. Yeah. It, it it was a great match. Yeah, it was. What did you get? Two, two thumbs, thumbs up? Yeah. One thumb up? No, two thumbs. It was it a pretty good match. Oh, yeah. Match of the year contender? Maybe yeah. not there. Excuse me, but it was definitely a good match. Eddie Kingston and Katsuyori Shibata taking on Blackpool Combat Club, Castagnoli, and Utah. Eh. Really, this was just to promote uh, Claudio Castagnoli and Eddie Kingston because yep. at Grand Slam, they are actually doing a title versus title match. So, so that's, that's going to be good. Mm. Uh, but with their past experiences together, I'm surprised that they are working together. Right. And I thought it, it was fine. Um, it was a match. The ending just got all sorts of screwed up. It was an uppercut, and I think uh, Claudio really got knocked through because mm. – or not, not Claudio, excuse me. Uh, B, it was uh, Eddie Kingston that got hit with this uppercut, and I think it just knocked the wind out of Eddie Kingston yeah. because – 
it was like one, two, three, and people were like stop for a second. I'm like, was that supposed to happen? Right. But yes, uh, Blackpool Combat Club won, but I think Claudio just kind of knocked uh, Eddie Kingston into the next stratosphere. So. Right. There you go. Uh, Kanosuke Takeshka, Kenny Omega. This was a good match. People gave it way too much praise. Yeah, it was. It was good. It wasn't great. It was good. It was good. Uh, Danielson and Stark was definitely the match of the night. Like there was nothing that came close. Mm-hmm. And this match Probably can't have the bad match with Kenny Omega. Or at this point, Kanosuke. He's, right. he's been putting on great matches left, right, and center. And this was kind of there. It was an exposed knee strike, and it was a clean pin, middle of the ring. Nobody looked weak. Um, you know, I, I really hope they add more people to this Don Callis thing because one person, if that's not a family, that is a person. So <laughs> That is a manager. <laughs> right, you're just essentially a manager. Uh, they are really, really trying to get Kanosuke to be that next person because keep in mind that Kenny Omega is older. Yeah. And I don't know how many matches that he's going to do at this rate. And obviously Danielson's going to be leaving here. Right. You, you know, need to get the year. next generation. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's how you continue to succeed, yep. and every single match is like, okay, they're looking at Ricky Starks as the future of this company. They're looking at Kanosuke Takeshka at the future of this company, and I am all for it. Both of them right. are very good. I hope they continue to strap the rocket ship to both of them, and I'm going to give it a full thumbs up. Yeah. It wasn't quite a two. It was close. It wasn't quite a two. Just because they had to match it all in, that's why you don't do two pay-per-views in that quick of uh, succinction. It's succession. Succession doesn't work. Anyway, uh, eight-man tag. No one cares. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bullet Club Gold taking on FTR. This was the piss break for the main event. It was. This was the uh, this was the piss break match and um, uh, Young Bucks. I. And happy that Bullet Club Gold won. It was an mm-hmm. interesting choice. It was a Blade Runner on Cash Wheeler. I think maybe that was his punishment for being a dick. Uh, don't point. Uh, don't wave guns unless you're willing to actually shoot the gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Remember, he was arrested for being an ass. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, they're, I think they're going to do another FTR and Young Bucks match. I literally am not interested in seeing another one, personally. I, I just don't want to see it. Uh, I'll give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs up. I'll be nice. And in our main event, Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley for the AEW International Champion. Um, it was a good match. Mm-hmm. It was a good main event. Mm-hmm. But why did there have to be so much blood? This was like the third Because it's a John Moxley match. I, I think it was um, Orange Cassidy who bled more than John Moxley did. Oh, well, it's a John Moxley match. There's going to be blood. At least have it be no disqualification or something. You just ran into the pole and started bleeding like a stuffed pig. But you know what? It's a John Moxley match. Right? <laughs> like, I, I don't At this point in time, you just expect there to be blood in the John Moxley match. Yeah, no kidding. And it's going to take off a star. <laughs> I mean, if, if it was like a hardcore match or like a blood feud, I can kind of like accept it. Like with the strap match, there were, color was helpful because that was a no disqualification match. Right. That was going to happen. But with this, no. There was no reason other than because John Moxley has some sort of weird it's a, it's fetish towards yes, blood. He has, a, he has a blood fetish. Can somebody, like, double-check this guy's basement or something so we don't see, like, bodies? Because I feel like he would be the next Jeffrey Dahmer with all the blood that he likes. Right. Like, Jesus Christ. 
But Orange Cassidy, this was probably one of his better matches, just storyline-wise. Yeah. I really liked how they structured it. And it was a high-angle Death Rider for John Moxley to win the belt. Orange Cassidy's reign is done. Thank God. No kidding. But that was all out. Uh, let me know what you thought about it in the comments down below. And up next, we will be covering a very special match. All right, so we are back. And Peanut Gallery, we're watching a match that happened on Collision. It was Chris Statlander defending the TBS champion against Robin Renegade. Oh, was this the most? This was the most recent one. Yes, this was from yesterday. I did a review on it. It was pretty bad, so we're gonna watch it, and oh. I'm gonna make everybody else suffer because I have. A because if, if if you have to watch it, everyone else has to watch. Exactly. It. So we'll move off to the side a little bit, so there's a little bit more to see, and let's uh, let's get started. That's a little loud. Let me make sure I can pause. Okay, there we go. So why this? Because it is a um, uh, open challenge. Ah. That is why this is happening. The Renegade Twins have not been on television in a while. Yeah, aren't they? They were on NWA for a while. Yeah, they're, they were, they're, they they're, were, not, they're not signed to this company. No, uh, they were the women's tag team champions in NWA for a spit. I hate open challenges, by the way. All right, so we're like two minutes in, and they're doing wrestles already. Right. Chris Salander has not been the same since she's been back. Like, is that in a good way or a bad way? In a bad way. But I think she's being a little more careful because she keeps ripping shit in her legs. Oh, that's true. Okay. Did you see that delay? Like, literally, the run for Remigade happened while Statlander was leaping up. She oh. saw her doing the leap up, and yet she was still running towards the leap up. Right. I don't know. Why did you try to do the uppercut? Just making sure you can catch me and hold me. Yep. That's why that's, that was that delay. It's not very natural. Again, this is what happens when you don't have an opportunity to work matches before you actually perform them on live television. This is also what happens when you put people who have been working on the indies, arguably, but not on television, and tell them not how to wrestle on a televised show. Right. This is why a developmental is a positive. Yes. Maybe you should use Ring of Honor to do that. That'd be cool. Oh, great, uh, great camera work there. Yeah, I didn't see that. And then that boot was so slow, it went through molasses. Right. Oh, this is uh, right after this match is when Jade Cargill returned. We're not oh, yeah. watching We're not going to watch that no. portion of it. Even though it was poor, but we're not going to watch that portion of it. Once again, so pin to the back of the hard camera angle. Right. Don't do that for the hard camera angle. There was a uh, there was a yeah sign in the crowd. And it was upside down. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, these people. This makes me. What is? I'm what not is, sure how that's Robin. Is that Robin or? That is uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte Renegade. Charlotte Renegade is on the outside. Robin is going for the title. That's right. And here is another wrestled because we have. Because we don't have enough of those. But how does that 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 great camera work? By the way. Also, look at all the pro okay. Look at all of the promo 
on yeah. like on the bottom. So we had WrestleCast, we had next week, and now we have Collision next week. We had Dynamite next week. Right. And still to come tonight. At least that match was good. She just doesn't have the snap as she did back in the day, but I think she's... That was molasses slow. Okay. I like how the crowd is doing the chanting and everything, but yet they're still, like, sitting. Right. Anyway, this that one looked okay. There was, yeah. a good, there was a good camera work there. Eh. There was, like, no help. Okay, wait. But Reneg but Robin kicked out. Right. Why, why did Charlotte even get in there? That was weird, right? That was, that was, the timing was a little off. That's that's fairly typical in AEW. Timing is way off. That was very strange. Did you see that delay? Yeah, I saw that. that. Weird, yeah. awkward delay. There's a lot of delays in this match. It was kind of weird. Because they're just like setting up for the next spot, setting up for the next spot. Right. Instead of that's flow. yeah. There's no. There's no. There is no flow in the match. But that's what happens when you have two. I would say fairly inexperienced wrestlers trying to lead a match. Right. You don't do that. That's why you put inexperienced people with more experienced people. Why do you think all the best matches come from people like Brian who, who spent time in the in the WWE? Right. Because they know how to make a match flow. These indie stars, they you have to make the match look good on television and they just don't know how to do that. Right. At least that one was, I mean, they should have had her on there in the first place, but whatever. Right. The, the camera work in this is poor. That was really bad. So the champion beat her with a roll-up. Yeah. That was a back-and-forth match, even though the champion has more experience on television. Like, that was really bad. Right. <laughs> what do you give that, Ryan? Um, I'm going I'm, I'm to give it a thumbs down. Thumbs down? Only a one thumbs down? Yeah, only one thumbs down, not two. I they, mean, they worked hard. There, there was some good stuff there. there. Yeah, there, the spots themselves were good. It just did not flow very well. Right. Like, there weren't any, like, huge botches that were like, oh, this was stupid. Right. It, it was just like, delay, go. Delay, yeah. go. Nothing, nothing. Everything was like really, really safe. It and was. Th that, good. That's fine. It's just not on television. <laughs> <laughs> but let me know what you thought about the match in the comments down below. Peanut Gallery, what are we doing next week? Uh, to be determined, but it's also going to be a Saturday show. Because Mothership is coming into town. So, if you guys did enjoy this video, remember to like, follow, subscribe, become a patron. All of the links will be either in the description. And as always, be majestic.